Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Hi, I'm Lori Peters, and you're listening to This Thing Called Grief. For those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed counselor in South Central Pennsylvania who specializes in grief and loss. Today's topic is on conflicted grief. Conflicted grief. What is that exactly? Well, I consider this type of grief similar to disenfranchised grief, which I've covered on a previous episode, and that is a grief process that's often unacknowledged, unvalidated, or unsupported, unnoticed um, due to the nature of the loss itself or due to the circumstances surrounding it. In conflicted grief, the circumstance is the relationship between the person who is grieving and the deceased. It describes a process in which you feel much more mental and emotional conflict than you would perhaps during a typical grief process because of the relationship you had with the person you lost. If your relationship with that person was a rocky one, either due to abuse, substance abuse, their physical absence, or some other atypical situation, then you're probably going to experience conflicted grief. In conflicted grief, you're juggling between many opposing emotions. And here are some ways to tell that you're in a conflicted grief process. Number one, you feel angry at the person for all they've done to you or haven't done perhaps. And at the same time, you miss them. Number two, you feel angry that now you've lost a chance to reconcile if that's what you've been waiting for. Number three, you feel angry that the death robbed you of a chance to receive or give an apology. Number four, you feel guilty that you don't miss the person at all. Number five, you feel guilty that you do miss the person. Number six, you feel hatred toward the person and you feel ashamed for feeling that. Another one is, You feel nothing, but you feel obligated to feel something. Perhaps you feel pressured. And lastly, you try to push away any feelings you have toward the loss because you're afraid of what may come up for you or you're afraid those feelings may consume you. All of these things are typical in a conflicted grief process. Now, sometimes conflicted grief can come up based on others' expectations of how you should grieve. For example, say that very few people knew that you and your mother did not get along. In fact, maybe you were estranged and you didn't speak at all. 
And then when your mom dies, you're expected to take on the role of grieving daughter. And when you don't, people get confused and they may say or do things that complicate your grief process. Maybe they're asking, well, why isn't she crying? Or, you know, why does she just sit there staring off into space or and she doesn't seem engaged? Things like that. You may feel obligated to explain the situation or defend yourself in some way. And then associated with that, guilt may creep in based on those expectations. You may find yourself saying to yourself, well, maybe I shouldn't feel this way. Maybe mom wasn't so awful after all. Maybe I should just suck it up and let it go. So in essence, you're kind of gaslighting your own experience. Conflicted grief can also arise if others had an idealistic view of the deceased, like they thought they were a good guy or gal, but in your reality, the deceased was not a good person. In fact, they were abusive or uninvolved or absent. And you're left with the decision of telling these people the truth or keeping quiet. And whatever choice you make brings up its own set of messy and complicated emotions. This is the decision that I had to face myself after my father died. On the outside, he appeared to be an awesome guy, fun-loving, funny, caring, active. He was well-known in the community. Um, he was involved in many things. But behind closed doors, total 180. My dad was a tortured man, and he was filled with his own demons and rage that sadly he took out on me and the rest of my family. So what you saw from my dad was not how he really was at home. And that was hard for me to navigate. I experienced this conflicted grief process. If you're experiencing conflicted grief, you must take extra care during the mourning process. Continuing on as normal doesn't work. Trust me on this. You have to face the truth of your feelings toward the person who died and your relationship with them in order to move through the bereavement process in a healthy way. Otherwise, you can get stuck. During my journey, I had to work really hard because I was stuck. I was having difficulty reconciling who my dad was to other people versus what I knew about him personally. Um, I had to reconcile all those mixed feelings I had about him. Um, there was tension between these emotions and I had to learn that it was okay to have that tension, to acknowledge, to admit that my dad was not a good person. He wasn't totally evil, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, he was not a great person while giving myself permission to have all the feelings I had for him. He did have some good spots about him. Um, like I said, he wasn't totally evil, but I had to acknowledge that, yeah, he wasn't the, gra the greatest father. And then I had to give myself, myself permission to grieve, permission to have all these feelings, these negative feelings, and the positive ones too. 
the most difficult of which was love. I had to admit that, yes, a part of me did love my dad, despite of what, um, of a, what how our relationship was. It's not an easy road. Um, I'm still going through a part of it, and it's been 10 years since he's been gone. But I understand that it's a necessary one to move through grief. And I'm hoping that you will find the same way. If you're in this situation today, I want you to know that you are not alone. You heard a bit of my story here a moment ago. I'd like to encourage you to find some extra support because the complexity of this type of grief, conflicted grief, can overwhelm you. And you need some guidance to unpack all that emotional messiness. So if you don't have someone in your corner that can help you do this, like a mental health professional perhaps, then I strongly encourage you to find one. Start with your insurance provider if you have insurance. Most providers have directories of healthcare professionals that are in their network. Or you can just Google grief counselors near me. Or if you're in South Central Pennsylvania, I'm here to help. I do have a private practice and you can go to my practice website and book an appointment. And the website is www.starfishcounseling.biz. Okay, that's it for this week. Next time I'll be talking about grief and anxiety. And then in the weeks afterward, I'll be doing a multi-part mini-series where I'll be taking a deeper dive into certain types of losses. I've touched on them in previous episodes, but these episodes, I really want to dig deeper and go into more detail about them. So you won't want to miss those episodes. If you haven't done so already, I ask that you please rate or review this podcast so the info that I'm sharing with you can reach more listeners because that's my ultimate goal here is to share information to help you, to give you guidance And most importantly, to let you know that you're not alone. You are not alone. Thanks for tuning in this week. Until next time, take care.